On this week's episode of Bourbon and Blood, we jump into the 1994... 94, wow. 94. Funny Man. It's called Funny Man, you guys. It was the best. And here's the music. Daniel, and I'm joined by... I'm Anne. And we are doing Funny Man. We just watched my new favorite cheesy 90s horror flick. Oh my god. You guys, holy shit. You want to give a quick synopsis of the movie and we'll go... Yeah, I'm not really... Christopher Lee is in it. Um, I don't really know his what character, but he's just there. And it's basically about a bunch of randos... Who wind up in this weird little cat? Well, weird big castle. It's a castle, yeah. And it's kind of like haunted, I guess, by this little like jester guy who was summoned. How was he even summoned? They spun the wheel in the game. That's room. how you summon him. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. And then all hell right breaks yeah. out. So it started out with. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher Lee and a bunch of other middle-aged white dudes, mods, at the table, (laughs) just sitting around, like, playing games and talking and just being, like, gross, rich, old men. They were playing poker in a boiler room. Yeah, it was very weird. They were all, like, in tuxedos. There was, like, a bartender serving them who was, like, flipping the bottles around and being real, like, uh, that one movie, Cocktail. Christopher Lee is in it, which is amazing because any movie is instantly bumped up two full letter grades when Christopher Christopher Lee is in it. He, I read, did filming for this movie in one day. That doesn't surprise me. And that's still, his scenes were amazing. He's so good. (laughs) God, I wish he was in every movie. Christopher Lee. Yes! It's too bad he's dead. Aww. He's a true gem. I.P. Oh, another one of my most favorite things makes an appearance in this movie. A sweet RV. It was pretty rad. Full of a super bizarre cast of characters. So we've got the driver. Hold on. Before oh. we even get inside the RV, there's a gizmo tied to the front of the RV. Oh ar- yeah, the you're right. There is. There is a gizmo. Just nice. And at first I was like, wow, can they get away with all this, like, using of, you know, copyrighted material? But no, they use all kinds of weird shit hey man, in this it movie. was the 90s. Things were different back then. <laughs> People didn't you know, sue you as didn't, often. You didn't need to get a license for every goddamn thing that was in a movie. <laughs> Here we had Game Boys, we had Gizmo, we had... Velma? Gizmo. <laughs> yeah, we had Velma. Okay, so... We meet our cast of characters at this, like, random bus stop or, like, hitchhiking post. I don't know what the fuck the, it is. The, the, what'd you, what'd you say he looked like? He looked like a long-haired Steve Irwin to So me. long-haired Steve Irwin sees a bunch of people by the side of the road hitchhiking, and he sees one girl... The Jamaican yeah, disco she's queen. like a disco queen. But then you find out she's like this super rad Jamaican like 
black magic mama. So he pulls over for her. He's like, quickly get in before the others. And then they all just They all got in. in. But we've got our voodoo mama. We've got a girl who's dressed up like Velma from Scooby-Doo. Acts like Velma. Acts like Velma. You later find out in the movie, her name is Velma. Yeah. And when the one guy is talking to her, he just says her name repeatedly over and over in their conversation, Velma, like this. I mean, Velma, we need to go up the stairs, Velma, and then we have to turn right at the door. And Velma, like, it was so ridiculous. But seriously, like, I was like, why the fuck is this girl dressed like Velma? I don't understand. And then her name was Velma. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? This movie takes place in the Scooby-Doo universe, in my opinion. It has to. Which is sad because... There's something weird going on. Spoiler alert, this is the end of Velma, if that's the case. But we'll get to that. Who's Shaggy? Do you think Shaggy... Oh, so Shaggy is probably, like, the kind of hippie dude. Not, (laughs) you know, who was, like... So, I don't know any of these guys' names. No. But the hippie dude she's talking about, he does, like, this weird puppet thing in the RV. Mm-hmm. A Punch and Judy a bun- show. A Punch and Judy show. But his voice, he reminded me of the guy who did The Grinch. Like, narrated yeah, the Grinch he this sounds like Boris Karloff yeah. a little bit. He did. He was cool. And then we have, like, this douchey... He had a Just mustache like a and he wore, bro. like... It was very 90s. It was the uh, acid wash jacket. Yeah, he was a dick. And he had like a a Britain's bad boy dogs t-shirt or he some weird Fred, shit. He was obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> um, All these guys were, I don't know, I felt like stereotyped really bad. Their accents seemed fake a lot I of the times. I was confused. Was this in Scotland or Ireland? I could not figure it out. Like, usually I can tell, like, I can differentiate between the accents, but they were all, like, the girl who played Velma. I was like, wait, is she American? Or she has some weird I think twin- she was American. But then she would have some weird twinge of, like, some, anyways. It was just, I mean, it was it was a really random cast of characters. So they're all driving down the road, putting around, duh, 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 and then all of a sudden... There's this random family in this giant castle. Like, well, it's the guy that like, won the, the guy that won the card game, and his family. Oh yeah, he was playing the card game with Christopher Lee at the beginning. And that's Christopher Lee right. is like, if you win, you get yep. to have my castle. Yep, yep, yep. that's right. Because I remember that was really douchey. We we find out that these guys are rich because when they get to the castle, the mom's like. I love the house in Malibu, and I love the house in, in L.A., but we're rich, and I'm not living here. This this castle's not for me. Also, so this family, it's a mother and a father and a daughter and a son. These parents are fucking rock stars. They are just doing coke left and right. The mom is walking down the hallway at some point, smoking the biggest joint I've ever seen in my life. Just, like, wandering around like Bonnie Tyler in Total Eclipse of the Heart. Just, like, oh, my God. She was talking about that scene, and it was, like, blue and black. It looked exactly like Total Eclipse of the Heart. There was, like, curtains waving in the air. It it did look like that video. And I always wanted to make point that when they're doing coke, like, they're doing it in front of a big window, and it's just their silhouettes doing coke. And I was like... 
This is really good cinematography for this, like, weird coke scene. What if we, you know what, we should do some research and see if it's the same cinematographer that did, did the, yeah, because he just, like, reused a bunch of shots, probably. Total Eclipse of the Heart. So, they're just, like, randomly in the castle exploring. Let's explain them, even though they're not as important as I thought they were going to be. So we first meet the ginger son. What's his name? Henry? Harry? Harry. I think. And he's wearing, like, biker gear when he first walks in the house. Yeah, which is funny because they're, like, driving in their just, like, family car. And he gets out wearing a fucking helmet. You wore that the whole fucking trip, kid? That's not comfortable. He's got, like, red and black striped pants. And then his jacket's big and poofy with red and black striped, like, is it vertical stripes? I can't remember. His pants were vertical striped. I thought his jacket was just red with like a yeah, number on it or something. The sleeves had the same stripes. Oh. Uh. And when he had the helmet on when he was first running through the mansion I was like, is that the jester guy? Like, because his body mass looked really weird in that yeah. big jacket and the stripes make him look shorter than he was. I don't know. It was weird. Oh my guys, you guys, we have not even gotten to the fucking jester yet. So... We have our Irish dad, or Scottish dad, wherever this is taking place, Max. Max he's, is he's a, a character that gets better and better throughout the movie, though. I, f- Matt, I feel like Max might be, like, he's, like, the distant cousin of Bob Geldof in The Wall. Like, they both have a very similar, yeah. like, complete mental breakdown and, like, just lose their shit. I feel like they could have been kindred spirits. Bob Geldof and this fucker. Let's talk about the van rocking real quick, because oh that was God. just before they got there, too. Steve Irwin driving <laughs> that van. Oh. It was, he was, you know, driving the RV, but it was the most exaggerated and aggressive movie driving of a vehicle I've ever seen. If anyone was actually driving a car like that, they would be flipped over, like... The van was shaking back and forth insanely. It was so stupid. I loved it. So, we go back to the fam. They're in the castle. You oh, hear, the smoky daughter. You he- Oh, yeah. Oh, she sorry. No, well, I, for- I no, forgot until I, mean, I spread the notes. All She was just like a daughter you saw two times, and she was smoking, and she was exploring the house and playing Game she Boy. She was just like a pissed-off teenage girl. Yeah. I think we're spending way too much time on this fam, because they die in about ten minutes. Well, let's talk about how they died. Biker kid? Okay, so he, I don't know, somehow it, oh, they spun the wheel in the game room, and that's how the little jester guy, like, came about. Our first appearance of him, he puts his hand out. Well, no, he, like, comes up from the floor. Yeah. Like, the floor is this weird gelatinous material, and he, like, breaks through it. And then silhouetted against the the light, you just see his thumbs up. He does come a good out. thumbs up. And instantly you're like, I like where this is going. <laughs> I like Funny Man. I like what's about to happen. So Biker Kid's exploring the castle, and he does a little ring around the rosy while the jester's chasing him, kind of. Like, they're just being sneaky. And he, he like, hits him with a bag? Or a pillow? I thought, I thought it, was it was a pillow. The, I thought it was the club. That no, he, he didn't have the club oh. till later. The mom's the one that was clubbing. <laughs> oh, man. No? Oh, man. The mom had this cool scene where she was in, like, the sex room. The, it's called the love gallery. The love gallery. Welcome 
to the love gallery. Yeah, whenever she walked in there, it announced it, and she walked in there a lot. And it was a big white room filled with birds chirping and sexy statues everywhere. And as she was looking at statues, our gesture guy was also like, you know, acting like he was an art house. Observing the art. Yeah. It was funny. It was really funny. It was really good. And then so... Yeah, he, like, makes his presence known to her. He is funny as fuck, this whole movie. Yeah. Like, I, oh my god, I looked him up, and there he's only been in a handful of other random things I've never heard of, but, like, oh my god, he was so fucking funny. But anyways, he makes himself known to her. She, like, slowly backs away. And she does takes... a double take and looks at her weed, looks at him, yeah. looks at her weed. <laughs> it takes her, like, five minutes to slowly back out of the room. And the entire time, he's just like, yeah, you going? And she's like, I'm backing out now. And he's like, okay, cool, see you later, bye. And, like, he's, like, it waving was, to it her. took, like, five minutes. It was so good. <laughs> She freaks out, goes to find her husband, who's, like, high off his ass on the yayo, and she just keeps, <laughs> she just keeps running, like, it just is always the love gallery. Every time She'll she enters the room, it's, it's the love, love gallery. gallery. It was so good. It was so good. And then she just gets beaten to death with a club in the love gallery. I mean, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, where am I? Oh, the daughter, real quick, her death. She's being a stupid shitty teen and like playing her Game Boy in a room and ignoring everything and she keeps yelling at the Game Boy which is playing Mario by the way again not caring about licenses at all well this was 94 so let's see I was 12 years old the Game Boy had been out a little bit so they probably wanted people to be buying the Game Boy so they were probably like we will pay you money to put our Game Boy (laughs) in this film so she keeps yelling at Mario to jump and then he's jumping behind her and then eventually he like he pulls out her headphones, and then he... he has jumper cables? Yeah, and like sticks them in her ear, and then she gets fried. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, but what did he... God, I wish I would have done. He said like a wisecrack after like he was standing by the fire. I don't remember. I don't remember. Something like... I can't remember, but it was good. Damn it. <laughs> if only you had a notebook, you could if write I, it yeah. down. If only I wasn't know? drinking too much. <laughs> it was good. Oh, let's say now about this time, the van, the RV, gets to the house. It's this time. And you realize why. The brother... Of so Max. the guy, the guy driving the RV full of people, he's the brother of the rich guy in the house. Max. And he's coming to bring him his guitar. And some other And some stuff. other stuff. Just some storage things. So... They get all out of the van. Our Jamaican Disco queen. mama is like, I do not have a good feeling about this. And boy, she was right. <laughs> so they all go off and explore the house. Meanwhile, little funny man has to take a pee and comes outside and pisses all over the side of the RV with his giant horn dick. I don't even know how to describe it other than a giant horn. I was wondering if that was ever going to be of importance because he's wearing it the whole movie. Well, it was. Oh, it was important. And then also, as he was... like a fucking zebra. As he was peeing all over the van, when he started to run out of pee, it just started hissing like it was an air pump. It was 
so funny. God damn, this movie was so funny. Our Jamaican disco queen, when she first steps in the house, just like starts doing a oh yeah with her like tongue yeah, and it like is so loud that everyone else leaves the house. She also injects herself with what I believed was heroin. No, it was like green goo that she put between her fingers. Oh, I thought it was heroin. It, Maybe this movie is just really a statement on the, of, you know... The whole drug the scene. Drug, yeah, drug culture. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think m- one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when the um, dude bro from the RV is wandering around outside and he comes upon Club Sexy. Explain Club Sexy to us. So Anne. he's just in the middle of the, the grounds outside this castle... And he stumbles upon just, like, a door with all of this, like, cheesy-ass gold streamers everywhere. And it says, like, Club Sexy in, like, cardboard letters, like, above the door. And this guy, being a dick, is like, oh, Club Sexy, there's gonna be boobs in there. Yeah, we're gonna go in. There's boobs on the wall. <laughs> yeah, there were. There were, like, jello mold boobs. <laughs> so he goes into this little Club Sexy... And he is um, greeted by our little jester, and he's very funny. And then the little jester is the bartender, and it's very funny. And then the little jester is the dancer, and that is very funny. The fucking song they were playing during that scene. Okay. So, you know how the devil sounds in South Park? He has that really deep... (laughs) That's what this sounded like, except with, like, a German accent. (laughs) But, like, trying to be, like, this super sexy song. I really want to find it. I want to find the soundtrack. I was thinking about that. You know what? It's no magnet, but I will tell you, this movie soundtrack was pretty great. Second best soundtrack Mm. of the movies we've done? Of... Scary movies, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just for that one song, though. Like, that one song pushed this soundtrack second to Magnet. <laughs> Magnet is still going to be the best. Another Christopher Lee movie. Christopher Lee, I wonder if he had, like, if he was like, all right, I'll be in your movie, but... This needs to have a killer soundtrack. This needs to have <laughs> the best songs you've ever fucking heard in your life. <laughs> Probably, probably. So, uh, Jamaican Black right. Magic Mama. Go over what? clubs, sexy more. Oh, we'll just do like each of these like scenes. I mean, it, I don't really know what to say <laughs> about it. Like, comes out and dances. I want to talk about the wig scene. So you oh, come yeah. in, he's like, it it's was like a disco, saucy dis- disco wig. So he kept putting on wigs. The our jester guy was selling the douchebag wigs, and everyone he put on, he would like feel the music. So like when he put on the disco wig, he felt disco-y. He put on like Beethoven's wig, and it was all like, you know, piano music really intensely. And then he put on '90s grunge, and that's the one he stuck with. And our jester guy's like so angsty, yeah, <laughs> so funny, it was so good. It was so. Good. Explain what happens when she comes out, though. <laughs> well, her giant boobs are giant. I was confused because he was like, put it back on. But then he also was excited at the same time. 
I know. This, the jester kind, you know what the jester reminded me of? It, he reminded me of Angelica Houston in The Witches, but like after she changes into the (laughs) horrific monster, obviously, you know, like that's what this jester reminded me of. And so just picture Angelica Houston's face at the end of The Witches on the body of like Dolly Parton. A sexily dressed stripper, Dolly Parton, apparently. <laughs> I was just thinking someone with giant fake boobs. Isn't that Dolly Parton? Yeah. Yeah. Parton. Dolly Parton does have giant bits. Just like, I mean, I feel you, girl. Like, <laughs> I got them too. Before we go any further, so you get more idea of this jester, I read one sentence of a review. And it says it's Nightmare Bef- or Nightmare on Elm Street's Freddy Krueger mixed with oh man what Monty Python what Monty Python and it was it, it is was, exactly that that description is the most perfect description of this movie the humor in this movie is so British it was amazing so funny like hey remember how we watched the Nun and it was the worst I would watch this five times before I had to watch the the nun again. I kind of want to buy this for random occasions to show people. It's so funny. <laughs> they, oh, there were little, so like the Jamaican lady like takes the spiral staircase. Nope. The... This is a time for a word from our sponsors. The world is a scary place right now and life moves a little too fast. It's hard enough to enjoy Coke with your wife without the kids constantly banging on the door. Take a trip to paradise. Take the long spiral staircase to hell. Welcome to Sod's Law. Welcome home. You'll find it hard not to smile with all the creepy laughing gnomes on the streets. We promise all trees and shrubs will have at least four body parts, a scenic decoration. Enjoy a landscape littered with large cartoonist mushrooms. Every cabin is equipped with a box TV and a fax machine. Your only local goes by the name of Funny Man. He's a real treat, and you'll see why. Sod's Law. When you're here, you're home. Or you're dead. Let's talk about chasing the duck scene. That was really weird to me. That was so weird. Because first, okay, so Velma finds this, like, beautiful purple feather in the hallway. And then... Assumes it's a duck? Here's a duck. Here's a quack. And so she's like, oh, a duck feather, obviously. What the fuck kind of ducks are you looking at, girl? I have never seen a duck with a purple ass feather that long like that that's that is not from a duck velma i thought you were supposed to be the smart one (laughs) like she's like there's a scene that really sets up her character which is really weird there's like no sexual parts of this movie really which is totally great but there's a scene where she's helping lift a box and she puts it down oh yeah and it shows her underwear but then she like lets out a fart and makes like a weird noise. Oh my god, I was wondering if that was a fart that she did yeah, or if she it was farted like something and the other guys moving. looked at her. No. So That's like really the only somewhat that... sexy scene in the movie is her farting in her underwear. <laughs> Do you know? Okay, so one time I was hanging out with Sean and we somehow got on the subject of Velma. From Scooby Doo, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was him. I think it was one of his friends. Somehow we got on the subject of Velma and how there is, like, Velma porn. 
online. Like, what, just Velma? Like, Velma. I've heard of Scooby-Doo Like, sexy porn. Velma stuff, which is so weird to me. Especially since but Daphne feel- was the sex symbol of that group. Or Shaggy was, really. But, but. yeah, you know what, though? Daphne did not have a brain in her fucking head. Like, Daphne just wanted to run around in her cute little purple dress and, like, her gorgeous hair and be like, oh, Fred, I'm scared. Daphne and Fred always confused me with Scooby-Doo. Daphne didn't do shit. Neither did Fred, really. Boss people around. (laughs) I know, but he was such a dick. Like, he was like, hey, guys, like, I'm gonna go check out this old abandoned closet up here. Scoob and Shag, you stay in the van, and nothing no. bad will happen to you. He always sends Scooby and Shag in the worst parts. <laughs> He's like, you guys go uh, search that graveyard. I'm going to go check out this room with I'm Daphne. Gonna, I'm going to go bang Daphne in this master bedroom over <laughs> here. <laughs> Fuck like, you Fred guys. was a dick, and then Fred was always the one that got to pull the mask off. Like, what an asshole. It's like, here's who really did it, kids. Fuck you, Fred. And that fucking little scarf you wore all the time. Ascot. Or was it an ascot? I mean, no. an ascot is a tie. Yeah. That was just a scarf. Oh. That was That's a... disappointing. That was just a <laughs> sassy little scarf that he had. Yeah, anyway, Velma is chasing a duck down the yes. hallway. <laughs> and... This whole scene. You guys, I don't even know. <laughs> like, so she finds... The, you know, she looks, she's in the kitchen, and she's looking in all these, like, giant, you know, industrial kitchen machines to try and find this duck that is eluding her. Looks in one. What's in there, guys? The old rubber chicken, I right? Said, rubber chicken gag. Classic. I said the old rubber <laughs> chicken gag. <laughs> so she turns around, and we get this, like... Like an Elmer Fudd. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Because the jester comes out of the giant pot, and it's like a giant gun. He keeps, like, trying to aim it at Velma's head, but she and she keeps moving. Moves. And then Max, who <coughs> is super coked up. I forgot we didn't mention this, but Max found, like, a giant line of coke that shot him through the house. Max is fucked beyond all belief right now. So, Max is, like, maybe in, like, some kind of shopping cart, like, being... I thought at that point he was riding a bike. Oh, maybe he's on a bike. He's on something with wheels. Because he runs by and he <laughs> yells duck. Because he's standing right behind her with his gun and he sees her and he goes, duck! And she goes, where? Because <laughs> she's looking for the fucking duck. It was my favorite scene in a movie in so long. And then her head gets blown up. So he shoots. <laughs> And her face comes off, and her brain and eyes, like cartoony brain and eyes, fly yeah, across the room. Yeah, with her glasses. With the giant glasses. That scene alone made this movie so amazing. This movie was so fucking good. <laughs> so then, let's see, what's, what's happening? So let's talk about the guy that sounds like he voiced the Grinch. Oh, yeah. He, he had kind of a boring scene leading up to his death, but he had one of my favorite deaths. Yeah, he was looking in the house um, for the the brother, like the rich asshole brother. No, he was out in the garden looking until Well, his they went Dale. in the house. I thought they went like, to a garden shed or something weird. I mean, it was pretty big. I, know. I thought it was like, like a... There was like tools and stuff. I mean, it was like, like a castle, so yeah, obviously like the garden shed is like... The 
the size of like four of our houses. The garden shed. Give me a break. You know, like <laughs> one time I toured, um, oh, who was it? Was it the Ford house? Maybe. I don't know. One of those <laughs> super big houses in Gross Point. And like, it was the Ford house. There were like fucking tunnels under the house and like leading to the garage area and like the stables. It was just insane. Rich people are so crazy. Yeah, they are. Oh my god. So he drops his lighter, boring, can't find a light, and then what scares him so he runs? Oh, he finds the dead little boy, the ginger. Mm-hmm. And he runs away and he gets his head and hands stuck into a like rubber wall. Like a gelatinous wall, wall yeah. kind of thing. He can't get out. So we get this weird scene where the jester's sitting on a beach, just chilling. Yeah. Watching and, him. And watching a puppet show done by him, just like the puppet show he did in the van. But, oh my god. There was a bomb. It was like a cart- cartoon yeah, bomb. Yeah, they put a bomb on its head, the puppets. And it exploded, and then he fell off the wall in the real world, we'll say. Yeah. And the top half of his head and his hands were gone, and it looked so it looked, good. It did look good. I was so impressed in that death. This, this, this was, movie. It was like, who is, who is Britain's Tom Savini? Because that's who <laughs> did this movie. Seriously, the special effects. It was very reminiscent of him, I think. The O. Oh, I had one other little note for the sexy, club sexy scene. I didn't love the way that guy died at the end of it, the douchebag. But I d- remember when I made... Oh, yeah. So, the jester made a joke where he's like... They were, like, fighting back and forth. He's like, I don't think you get the point. He's like, I get the point. Not Like, that kind of shit. Back and forth. And then he takes uh, a high heel and just starts stabbing him in the face. And when he's done stabbing him, the douchebag's like, point taken. And I laughed. Really loudly. And she did not. No. <laughs> but I thought it was really yeah, funny Danny setup. Yeah, really loved that joke. <laughs> loved it. Oh, what else we got? I don't have any more notes. Uh, basically, everybody... Let's talk about Jamaican Queen's death. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about her shit. So, she went down into the basement, and it was like this crazy spiral staircase. And it is it a basement? No. It's like a fucking little it's weird... It's man's house. It's like home. a weird village of uh, hell. It's weird. It's so sounds she, lost. Sounds she beautiful. is just like... Not today, motherfucker. Like, I am here, and I am going to tear your shit up. Like... I didn't love the progression of this story, though. I know. I wanted her to... Her hands that we saw her shoot up with green stuff morphed into a gun. A laser gun. Yeah. A weird, like, six-shooter laser gun between her fingers. hmm And I wanted her to be a crazy badass and fight him. I did not expect a weird gunfight between... Yeah, it was kind of weird. I really wanted her to win because she was a badass. I don't understand. So, he's hiding in the hay after she shoots a bunch. And then she, like, goes and, like, drops in the hay to look through her purse. Mm -hmm. Like, out of nowhere. And then she starts, like, convulsing and freaking out and bubbling. You could see her face bubbling. Yeah, and then he emerged from her. He, like, poked himself through her belly. He, like, aliened himself out of her, basically. Except it's, like, a full-grown man. Not a little baby. And it killed her. Not a little baby Xenomorph. (laughs) 
her storyline was building up to be, I thought, pretty cool. I thought they were going to have a pretty raging battle, and it kind of wasn't. It was over pretty fast, and she died. I, part of me wants to see this movie remade, (laughs) but then part of me is like, don't touch it, motherfuckers. Don't touch this gem of a movie. One more death we need to talk about. Mm. I didn't like that there was the last death because everything else was so good up to this point. So our rock star van driver oh, had like an acid trip flashback. Yeah. And he was like talking to Funny Man about being a rock god and he got covered in gold while playing guitar and he became a statue or he shot up into the sky. However, if it would have ended on his smiling face in the moon. Oh my god, I know. That would have been amazing. You guys, it was like it, it was his golden face. <laughs> Filled the moon. It was so beautiful, and I was like, they just need to end it right just now. Just stop the movie right there. I want there. credits. I want it to be over. <clears throat> it was fucking good as shit. I will watch this movie again. I want to watch this movie maybe every year. I think Once this, a Halloween month. I think this movie was so fucking good. This movie was so good. It was so funny. The guy who plays Funny Man, he... His delivery, he has like, um, he sounds like that, I uh, forget his last name, the Jeremy, whatever his name is, who hosts Top Gear, or who used to ho- host Top Gear. He sounds like him. He's just this very, like, British, you know, like, yeah. proper British, but like, so snarky and so funny. Like, I was laughing this whole movie. I thought it was so fucking good. It was so funny and cheeky. I loved it. It should have ended on the big smiling face in the sky, but we had two other ending parts to talk about. Christopher Lee is in a... A a a mental institution, maybe? He's, like, playing with cards. Psychiatric hospital. He was the one kind of narrating the movie anyways. Yeah. And then... Another one, which I didn't mind, but I guess it wasn't needed, was we haven't seen what happened to Max, the coked, or not coked, but yeah, coked out, famous rich guy. So at the end, he looks like the jester, because he's got three hands stuck to his head, and he's like sitting up on top of the thing, just laughing, holding like cards. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That is funny, man. Yeah, it was... So fucking good. Really good, you guys. It was, I honestly like I you should watch it. It's funny. Like it got bad it, reviews. It's funny, man. On IMDb. <laughs> but if you don't like British humor, you're not gonna like this. I thought it was great. Like I love British humor, so but listen, I liked it and so everybody should like yeah, it. Yeah, you guys should probably like funny man. No, it lot. was it was really fucking good. I laughed a lot. I and I thought a lot of the deaths were very clever, too. I I liked it. I liked a lot of things about it. It was really good, especially for being 1994. Like, there was a lot of shit in 1994. It's also respectable that this was the director's first movie he written, wrote and direct, directed. Oh, I just want to look out... Wrote and directed. I just want to look... Um, what other movies came out in 1994 Let's to see out. what we were up against... Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. The Lion King. Forrest Gump. Oh, shit. No wonder it didn't get any Oscar nods. Speed. Shawshank Redemption. 
Ace Ventura, True Lies, Dumb and Dumber, The Crow. Wow, Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber came out the same year? Damn, Damn Jim, Jim Carrey. Ooh, Stargate. The Mask, too? You have got to be kidding me. He had three movies come out? <gasps> D2. Oh, wait, wait. Quack, 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 quack. The Flintstones movie. Flintstones. Little Rascals. Angels in the Outfield. Reality Bites. I had that. Oh, The Client. I fucking loved that movie. 1994 was the best year. Okay, Richie maybe, Rich? Maybe I lied. Maybe Blank 1994 check? was the best year. Priscilla Major League Queen Two? of the Desert. Oh, my God. Page Master! Oh I haven't seen God. that in so long. Street Fighter, y'all. That's not a good one. <laughs> Nice. So 94 was a good year. No wonder no one knew about this movie. It was, it was swept under the rug because of all the other greats. Because of fucking Lion King and Forrest Gump. I would say Angels mm. in the Outfield. That's the reason to get any of that. still a queen of the death. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thank you. Yeah, for... that was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. It was so much better than The Nun. Yes, The Nun was garbage. Sorry we had a short episode. It would have been longer. If that movie wasn't complete shit. Had that movie not made me want to just scream into the void. Fucking take up Catholicism to rid myself of the sin of watching that movie. There's a video. Just kidding. I would never become a Catholic. <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> bullshit going on. Jesus. There's a video online that someone changed the music to, but it's like a bunch of nuns clapping and dancing at a concert. Hmm. And it's like Skrillex playing, but it's not. You could tell it's like someone from uh-huh. music over. But it's only like a five minute clip, but I wanted to post it to your page and be like, this is scarier than The Nun was all together. God. So thank you. We're excited to be able to be podcasting again now that we're all set up at home. It's almost October. Mm-hmm. Ah, best time of year. I know. So let us know if there's any movies you want us to do. Uh, message us on Facebook and Instagram. We Send like hearing from you. Send us a carrier you. pigeon. Wait, was a it? telegram. Oh my god, can somebody t- send me a telegram? A singing telegram? <gasps> About the st- podcast? Yes! We liked your podcast. We liked your podcast. Thanks for posting it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god, if somebody sent me a singing telegram, I would... What was the movie... Probably mention it on the next podcast. <laughs> like, a uh, friend of the podcast, Lorena Gainzer. Sorry if I screwed up your last name. She said something about us seeing Terrifier. We did already see oh that. Oh my god, it was so good. I don't think we'll be doing a podcast on Terrifier just yet. Because everyone's watching and talking about Terrifier yeah. right now. It's so good. But I feel Art like the Clown. We, I feel like we were kind of like... Before everybody was talking about it. Well, we watched it like as soon as it was released. I know. So we knew. Honestly, we were like a week ahead of the crowd because a week later everyone was talking about it. I feel like I'm seeing a lot about it now. Well, now it's on Netflix, so everyone's like, oh my god, terrifying. We knew about this like in the fucking spring. We're the hipsters of Art the Clown. I don't even like Art the Clown anymore. Uh, Art the Clown was so last semester. I'm going to leave Art the Clown to the Netflix viewers. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you, Lorena. If you have any other suggestions, let us know. 
And thank you to all of our listeners. A big shout out to Aaron who has commented and messaged me after listening to every single one of our episodes lately. Aww, what Aaron, a nugget. You are great. Aaron, Keep listening. He helped us move too. What a guy. What a guy. What? He is just a guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just a He's terrible at board games and he's just a guy. And he's not good at losing either. No, Boy, he's he a does bad not sport. like losing, do you, uh, Aaron? Do you? You are you don't like terrible me. at every game you play. No. <laughs> he's going to love that. We love you, Aaron. All right, well, thank you, listeners, and we'll be back soon. Maybe even a week after this, because this is a week after the other one. Ooh. Who knows, guys? Who knows? With us, who the fuck knows? It could be a month. It could be a next day. I don't know. Well, thank you, and have a great night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>